Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey there, and welcome back to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. I am so excited that you are here today. If you are brand new to the show, welcome. I'm so excited to have you a part of the community. And if you have been a loyal listener, I'm so glad that you are back. Today is a very special episode where I interview my really dear friend, Emily Whipple, and we are chatting all about mom guilt and building a business as a mom and how do we do it and how do we juggle all the things and how do we get over feeling guilty about working with our kids in the background and if we've got to give them a little extra screen time and Emily is a really great friend of mine we met earlier this year in a mastermind and she has a really great community for moms so I'm super excited for you to meet Emily and learn who she is and just to hear her wisdom because she is going to help you work through those feelings of guilt and shame and all the stuff we experience as moms building a business with little ones at home. So Emily is the creator of Ugly Honest, a mom blog that shares both her and other moms' experiences with postpartum depression and anxiety. She made the leap from teaching first graders to empowering other moms after she had her second baby. You'll most likely find her at the beach, sneaking breaks from building sandcastles with her two kids to catch up with the Ugly Honest community over on Facebook. You're going to love Emily, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Let's jump on into the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Emily, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, Aubrey. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. You have such a great story, and I know my listeners are really going to resonate with this. So why don't you go ahead and just kind of share your background with us, tell us a little bit about you and your transition to what you're doing now, and I think um, they'll really love hearing about that. Sure, definitely. So I taught first grade for about five years, um, and then after our second child was born, I decided to stay home and do a few different things out of our house, but um, after my son was born, I had quite an experience with postpartum depression, um, which led me to creating my blog and just led me down a lot of different paths that way, which it, it's a long, convoluted story um, to get into. But ultimately, yes, so I stayed home and then I did almost like a freelance office manager role for a little while. And then I decided to focus on 
my blog and turning that into a business full time. Awesome. Um, so I know you, you have a really interesting story with postpartum depression. Would you, or just po- dealing with that after having your kids and sometimes it's not something that gets talked about a lot. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that kind of how you realized that that's what you were going through and just share some of your experiences with that. For sure. So that's actually one of the main goals of my blog, Ugly Honest, is to just talk more openly about postpartum depression and some of those more taboo topics around motherhood. So I actually, after Graham was born, I wasn't diagnosed until he was about 10 months old. And it wasn't until he was, I think, eight months that I even started to understand that what I was going through wasn't typical motherhood, that there was actually a lot of other things at play, which is tough because I think in our society, you know, we're told that as new moms, you're going to be tired, you're going to be stressed, you know, the mood swings. We've kind of normalized a lot of the symptoms of postpartum depression. Um, So I think for a lot of moms, it really goes unnoticed and untreated, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I never had any experience with that. But I think you're right in talking about like that fact that those are like kind of like, welcome to motherhood. These are things that you're going to experience and like kind of just bear and grin it kind of thing. So how did you deal with that once you started to recognize that you were going through these things? And ultimately, like, how did it lead you down that path of what you're doing now? Sure. So actually, it all started with my friend sending me an article from, I think, not Cosmo, but another one of the magazines. And it was all about one mom's experience of postpartum depression. And it wasn't something that I had really thought could happen to me. Um, But then reading this other mom's experience, it really helped. It just made everything click for me. I could resonate with so much of what she shared about not feeling as connected to her baby as she was hoping to, about feeling just tired, but also unmotivated to do anything about it. So I read that and that had really, like I said, it really resonated with me. And I eventually shared with my sister who pushed me to make the call to the doctor which was a whole nother process, advocating for an appointment and trying to navigate the system to get even just an appointment to see a psychiatrist took two months and it was a lot. So kind of as a result of that, I had a lot of anger. I was really upset because I felt as though I missed out on so many of the important, amazing pieces of being a new mom and of Graham's first year of life. And I remember feeling really frustrated the summer after and driving in the car with my husband. And I just, I was mad because I just didn't see what the point of it was. Like, why did that have to happen? And I'm never going to get that year back. But one thing that it just kind of came to my head was, well, my entire world shifted after I read that other mom's story. What if I could help another mom in the same way? What if I shared what happened with me and in doing so, another mom maybe got treatment at six months or four months, or maybe she had, you know, the kind of care before becoming a mom that allowed her to prevent some of these things from becoming so severe. So that's really what motivated me to start the blog and has continued to drive me moving forward. A lot of my friends, I was one of the first ones to have a baby out of all of us. And since now Graham is four, a lot of my friends have had babies and almost half of them have experienced 
postpartum depression. And I think it's really just opened my eyes as to how common and prevalent this really is. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And when you're trying to navigate it, I'm thinking about um, some people that I know now that who are having babies and they are even just like away, live away from their family, like from their support system. And I think about it, you know, I think that maybe I was able to navigate it a little bit better because I had that support. You know, I had a very supportive husband. I had my family close by. My sister lives right across the street from me. Like I had those pieces in play, but like you said, there's a lot of people who might not have those things or who might not recognize that some of these symptoms are not just the normal part of being a mother. And I love your mission. Like when you were talking about how, if you could just help one mom, you know, recognize it earlier than you, like that's like your passion is so inspiring. Like it almost made me tear up. Cause I like, that's, I love that. I love that. That's your, your mission. And, um, I want to get into a little bit, we're going to talk about mom guilt because I know that that's a huge part of a lot of moms who, whether they're working moms, stay at home moms, moms running a business, side hustle, whatever they're doing, moms experience guilt and like a lot more guilt and they put a lot on them. So how can we overcome these feelings of mom guilt when we're trying to either be a working mom or making a business, whatever it is, how can we overcome those feelings? I think the first and most important step is realizing that mom guilt isn't normal and it doesn't have to be present all the time. Um, I am really interested and I follow Brene Brown who has done a lot of work on shame. And I think that what we call mom guilt most of the time is really shame because guilt is actually a productive emotion. It's something that's supposed to be helpful for us guilt is kind of like having your own Jiminy Cricket sitting on your shoulder saying, oh, you did something out of line with your value system. It's time to go back and fix that. But often when we're talking about mom guilt, we're talking about those feelings of I'm not enough. I, I can't do this or I didn't do that right. Um, and really that's not a feeling about a behavior. That's a feeling about ourselves which crosses into the territory of shame, um, which is something that can, if, you, if it goes unnoticed, it can really spiral quickly and lead to symptoms of depression, anxiety, all those other things. So I think with mom guilt, the first thing to do is to really look at it and examine what you're feeling and consider, okay, am I feeling bad about something I did or am I feeling bad about who I am? Because those are two very different beasts. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the next step then for mom guilt, I know with a lot of moms, it seems like we can't win, um, whether you are a stay at home or, and I've done, I think I've experimented with all the different ways. I was a full-time working mom as a teacher. Then I, for a short period of time, was a full-time stay at home. Then a work from home part-time to now mompreneur. And I think there's going to be guilt no matter what. So I think that getting really, really clear on what you want for your family, what your priorities are, what your vision is, and knowing your values is going to help you to look at those decisions that you make. And when the feelings of guilt come up, um, you can kind of evaluate it against that. And then knowing, no, I'm living in alignment with what I want to do. This guilt is inappropriate. And you can actually just kind of start to step away from it and into owning the purpose that you are working towards during this season. 
Yeah, and I know that you and I had talked about this a little bit before we pressed record, but I was sharing a story about how a friend of mine, were we were chatting about how working from home and how, you know, schedules are a little bit, especially during this time, I know for me too, like my husband for the summer started slowly going back to work and I've had to kind of navigate that and now gearing up for the school season the plan is he will return to school and so just kind of navigating those things but a friend of mine had shared you know I had to get a babysitter to come in so I could get some work done because I was feeling behind and she was sharing how she felt guilty she was saying you know I that's the whole reason why I came home you know why I left my job was so that I could have the flexibility and I could be the one raising them and feeling bad about having to hire a babysitter. So how do we, what, what could you say to that mom? How would, how is she going to kind of navigate that situation so that she doesn't feel guilty because going back to what you said, like she still is in alignment, but I would just love to hear your advice on that. I think an important question to ask would be to dig a little deeper into why she stayed home. So I know, like, for example, I felt the same way. I wanted to be with my kids more. I wanted to be the one who was there. Um, but I think if you dig a little deeper, there's probably some underlying, some more reasons. Um, I know that there's an exercise that we ask entrepreneurs to do all the time with the seven, seven whys. And you ask yourself, why, why, why? And for me, when I really dug into why I wanted to be home with my kids, I wanted the ability to be present with them and to be calm and to be my best version of myself with them. So when I'm for example, my kids are at daycare right now and we, they go to daycare a couple times a week and being able to get done what I need to get done so that when I am with them, I can be all in, I can be present. I don't have to be running the mental to-do lists in my head. It really helps me to be present in the moment and to just focus on what I, what I need to be doing when I'm doing it. That, yeah, yeah. that and all that, that so makes total sense. It's, it's tough, but it's definitely one of those things you just have to remembering why and like, what's the dream. So for me, it, this business is so much more than a business. It's the mission to helping other moms like we had talked about. Um, but I also do have, you know, dreams of it benefiting my family and, and ultimately for my daughter to see her mom working and doing other things and being happy and fulfilled. So that's, keeping those priorities front and center for me helps me to navigate when the inappropriate mom guilt starts to creep in. Yeah. That's even an exercise I need to do for myself too, because it kind of leads into that next question I was going to ask you about trying to juggle all the things of motherhood and trying to run a successful business. And how do you, you know, where's that fine line? And especially too, when you're at home, and, you know, I, I think about this too, my office is upstairs, but sometimes I can hear things going on downstairs with my husband, you know, and I, for me, it's so hard for me to not want to go down and rescue them. Not that they need rescue, you know, but that's just my, my mom mind saying like, oh, I can just go, you know, I know what they need. I can just go help them. So how do we like juggle that? Like, as far as we want, you know, we want to show our children like we're you know reaching goals and we're running these this business and we're kind of setting our own path but we kind of have to let go of that control too so how do we do that <laughs> that's a really tough question <laughs> and i i feel you especially right now um a lot of our options are limited with what we can do and where we can do it for me separating space is really helpful so just not being in the same 
area so I can't hear because I also have control issues and I can, if I can hear something, I, I want to be the one <laughs> to go down and, and solve it. But I think too, let's see. What was, can we go back to what, what was the question? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like just how, how do we let release some of that control and mm. like know that it's okay to like not have to be the one that does all the things. Like it's okay for our spouses to do it or it's okay for a babysitter to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be just a lot of checks and balances and kind of deciding, figuring out where your sweet spot is. For me, I, having the kids in daycare with so that I have designated chunks of time three times a week has been a game changer. If you know another mom maybe just needs a little bit of support or help one day a week, I could totally see maybe that's just the boost to that five-hour stretch she needs to get just power through things. I think it's just recognizing what time of day you're most productive, um, how you can optimize that time and be the most productive in that shorter amount of time. So I know your kids still nap, so you're able to use nap time, which I'm so jealous of. My son dropped his nap when he was three and a half, and it, it's been very sad. But I think it's one of those, you make continuous corrections and adjust your balance. Um, I had heard something, I don't know if you've heard the analogy of balance in riding a bike before, but when you're riding a bike, the idea is that you have to have balance to stay upright. But when you're riding a bike, you're almost never being perfectly still. And when you have to go around a curve or make a turn, you kind of have to shift your weight and lean more to one side or the other. And actually, when you're pivoting that, like that, you have to almost go into the turn more than what you'd think. And then you end up compensating back. So I think there's just that idea of when you are away from your kids a little bit more and then there are going to be times when you are with them more and hoping that you can find that sweet spot and also just give 100% to the people you're around when you're around them. I love that analogy. That's, that's definitely going to help me too, because it's, it's not an easy thing to navigate, you know, especially like I said, working from home, it's, it has this, it has a lot of really great benefits, but that's the other thing too. I, my husband will often remind me to remind people because I, I like to give, I have a giving heart and you know, a lot of people will ask things of me during the day because I am at home. Can you help me do this? Can you go pick up this? And he has to remind me to say, you're not just a stay at home mom. It's not, you're not just staying at home, raising children. You don't have that freedom all the time. You are working from home. You have a job. It might look different than I'm going to an office or I'm going back to my classroom, but you still have that job. And if you have hours that you need to be in front of your computer, then that's what you need to do. So that's a good, uh, good analogy to keep in mind. <laughs> so the, the next thing I really want to jump into because um, I've seen it flourish with my own eyes is your ugly, honest community that you've created on Facebook. And it's kind of, a, you know, it's, that's been really like the hub. I've, I've seen it really grow from there and you've grown it so quickly. So I want to talk about your community and how, it, how that's benefiting moms in all the different stages, not just you're a mom, you know, once your baby's here, it's the before you're, you're a mom, the pregnancies. And I, I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I started the group in at the end of June and it, like you had said, it has just grown tremendously. 
but I think what we've tried to create on this Facebook group is a little bit different than a lot of the mom, other mom groups that I'm in. For one, it's, it's a very vulnerable and open group, which I think, you know, in order for one person to be vulnerable, another person has to be willing to open up first a lot of the times. And I've been, at this point, I've been practicing opening up and sharing my struggles with mental health for a couple of years. But it's been amazing how many moms have felt comfortable coming to the group for advice after they've, or even just support after they've maybe experienced a loss or they're dealing with something a little bit harder or they had something in the past that they are carrying a lot of shame around that maybe they were afraid to speak about in other places. So in, in that respect, I think it's different because it, it does seem to be a very open, close-knit group. And so far it has been very clear of the shaming, the judgment. And I know there are a couple topics that have come up and I've been a little afraid for when they would appear just because I know that they can be hot button issues like, you know, vaccinations and at this point, masks, no masks, school, all the things. And it's been a really healthy environment and people have kept it extremely positive, but also real, not, mm-hmm. not just like a fake thing. And then the other thing I, that I really am enjoying about the group or that's really important to me is that I want it to be about serving the moms as women, not just as moms. So I think a lot of mom groups, especially on Facebook, tend to focus on how to care for your child better, which is maybe where a lot of those shaming things come in. There's you know the questions about what's the best formula regimen or, you know, all those kind of baby care or child care questions, which is great. And there's a place and space for that. And that definitely happens in the group. But I also want there to be energy spent on the moms themselves and what they can be doing to take care of their own health and well-being. Um, and just remembering that they are worthy of that same care that they so willingly and easily lavish on their kiddos, that they need that too. I love that you said that because that was... Um... I, I know that you and I know each other, you know, before this, but my podcast before it became freelancer to CEO and I really made that shift was called mom with purpose. And I talked about how, even though I was changing my name, that a lot of what mom with purpose embodied would be staying here. And I love that you brought that up because mom with purpose, the title was twofold because it was being a mom with purpose, so being a purposeful mom, but also being a mom with a purpose and having those two things and how you can have both of them and it doesn't have to, you just are a mom and that's all you are, or you're just like a mom with a purpose, like you're being a businesswoman or you're being a working mom, like they can coincide together. So I love that your community is focusing on bringing out both sides of moms and really getting back to that core of who we are. So I love that. So I want to give my listeners a chance to come connect with this community because it really is. It's really unique. I've been watching it and seeing how people respond. And I love that you said that too, because a lot of mom groups, they can kind of be off-putting because you're afraid to post something because you know that it's a hot button topic or someone might feel differently and you're just worried. You just want to feel like you're going to friends. So I really do think that this is, you've got something special here with this community and there's a lot of different topics that are brought up. So where can we find this community? Where can we come connect with you, Emily, after this and learn more about your cause? Awesome. Well, thank you. And 
they can connect and definitely would love to have your listeners come join us over in the group. They can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash ugly honest. Um, and then over at uglyhonest.com is a great place to just kind of hang out and see some of the different programs and things that we're trying out. And I am on Instagram as well at Emily Whipple 22, I believe is my handle now. So <laughs> we'll link all of that. In the Instagram. <laughs> That's okay. We'll link all of that in the show notes too, so that they can easily find that. All right. So before we just wrap up, Emily, I would just love for you to give just like one little last nugget or little piece of advice to a mom who's going through it, who's maybe feeling some of that shame as opposed to that guilt. What's that last piece of advice that you would give to her? I would say as much as it feels counterintuitive to open up to somebody, find that safe person, whether it's a friend or even somebody on social media, if you find that person that you connect with and don't be afraid to share what you're going through and give voice to that guilt, that shame, um, because shame can't survive in the light. It festers and grows when we keep it inside, but as soon as we can open it up and realize that there are others out there who have been through that, who've experienced it, it, it can really make a huge difference in helping someone to move forward. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again, Emily, for coming on and sharing. You have been so, so helpful. And I know that this episode's really going to impact a lot of people and really change some of their ways that they've been thinking. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me, Aubrey. It was fun. Absolutely. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.